What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sports Kingdom Show. I'm your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Scholar. I'm joined by my co-host, Shelton's very own Tyler Pacholke. Before we start the show, we appreciate you all so much for listening to us on whatever platform that may be. Be sure to hit that subscribe or follow button wherever you decide to listen to the Sports Kingdom Show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. Also, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review the show. That really helps out as well. Don't forget to follow at TSK Show on all social media platforms and follow us as well at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler Pacholke. On this episode of the Sports Kingdom Show, Tyler will update the TSK Show power rankings and we'll also discuss our biggest surprises and letdowns from week two in the NFL. We'll also make our picks of the week for week three. And we'll also talk about if we think Ben Simmons will start the season on the 76ers roster as training camp is just around the corner for the NBA. All this and more on episode 212 of the Sports Kingdom show coming up right now. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 212 of the Sports Kingdom Show. I'm your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar. Joining me as always, Shelton's very own Tyler Pacholke. What's up, TP? How are you, man? I'm good, man. I'm super stoked for this weekend. We got the return of Nick Diaz. Yes. Big six, fight this weekend. Six years in the making. Um, lots of good material on YouTube. If you're uh, a fan, Nick is classic. And, and you know, Chad shared an interview in our fantasy football. Yes. Uh, and my brother actually told me about the interview just before that and uh it's definitely like worth watching it's a it's a pretty as chad put heavy interview is a good way to put it uh nick really lets you into kind of the mindset in which he goes into fights and um the industry and fighting lifestyle all together it's pretty good even if you're not a big ufc guy yeah when i saw chad send that to our fantasy football uh, group chat i was like oh yeah i'm definitely gonna have to check that out when i get off of work and yeah. uh, when we get done with the podcast, yeah, Nick, I went straight from work to, to record this, but Nick I'm definitely going to check that out. Yeah, Nick and Nate are special in front of a, in front of a microphone. And if there's one person that I know that uh, goes to bat for the Diaz brothers, it is you, my friend. Yep, you know, one of, I'm, I'm just part of the Army. <laughs> hey, so they're, they, are, they are quite, quite the polarizing figures. And uh, you either love them or you hate them, but uh, they they will always grab your attention. You either love them or you suck. <laughs> there that's, you go. That's what it is. There you go. But speaking of our fantasy football group chat, uh, let's quickly go over how we did in fantasy football this past weekend. I'll start because uh, I lost in all three of my leagues. So I'm 0-2 in the League of Fools and the TSK Show Fantasy Football League. And I'm a one and one in the Valley Village Invitational, but I uh, I made some moves in the TSK Show League very early in the morning Tuesday, right after Monday Night Football. I was like, you know what? I'm zero two. 
This might be a knee-jerk reaction, but time to shake things up. And I made two trades. So first, I traded Sammy Watkins of the Baltimore Ravens and James White of the New England Patriots to Brett, our good friend Brett Riley, for Zach Moss of the Buffalo Bills. And then the second trade was with Jordan Carlson because, coincidentally, I couldn't make a trade with Jordan because of the trade I made with Brett. I actually had sent out multiple offers of the same offer to to multiple people looking to see who was going to bite first and and ultimately Brett bit first and and Jordan even texted me he was like did you rescind that trade and I was like no actually Brett just requested or accepted the trade quicker than uh you did uh but let's see what we can work out here and we worked out a deal and I sent Kareem Hunt and Henry Ruggs the 3rd to Jordan for Odell Beckham Jr. of the Browns and Sonny Michelle of the Rams. There was quite the debate. I don't know if you scrolled up. I know you were at work. There was quite the debate about Odell Beckham Jr. right before I had made this trade. This happens every single year with Odell. (laughs) Every single year there's a discussion about how bad and how good he is. Yes. And you know what? I was like, you know what? I'm going to hop in on, on the Odell train and see what happens. And he's he's poised to make his debut this week. Yeah, I mean, Ruggs wasn't starting for you, and you know, no. so you traded essentially one starter for two. Because realistically, my receivers at the time were Cooper Cup, Julio Jones, Juju Smith Schuster, and Marvin Jones Jr. Yeah, so Ruggs is your fifth best receiver. You trade away a good running back and, and a player that doesn't play for you to get two starters. Exactly. Pretty start. Pretty Jacksonville's solid. going up against, I believe, Arizona this weekend. So they're going up against a tough secondary. I'm going to sit Marvin Jones Jr. this week, even though he had a big week last week. But I'm I'm going to I'm going to hope that Odell Beckham Jr. makes a big splash in his debut here, week three. Yeah, so, and both those guys could, you know, be big time. And realistically. I still have some trade pieces I could use later on down the road. Yep, exactly. Which is always, and you're always trying to get, being in a dynasty league, you're always just looking for that keeper too. Someone pops off and all of a sudden it's a different scenario. Exactly. It's like, I got, I got a receiver who's got a rookie quarterback in Trevor Lawrence. Like maybe I, I hold on to Marvin Jones jr. For, for the season and, and see how he goes, but we'll see. But I don't know if, Marvin Jones Jr. will end up actually being my keeper if I keep anybody this year, depending on how things go. No, but it would be but... valuable down the road if if he pops off and you don't need him. Exactly. So, I mean, we'll see We'll see what can happen for my team. I'm 0-2. I just was like, you know what? Time to shake things up. And yeah, do it. there was a couple other trades that happened that morning, too. Uh, um, I can't remember who. There was, I think, one other trade that happened. You made a trade. I made a trade. Yes, that yeah. was that was the other yeah. trade. Yeah, you made the I trade. I made a trade. I traded I traded um Hollywood Brown and and Rojo for David Montgomery. Okay. So, uh, we both traded for running backs. Yeah, essentially uh Derek had 3 RB1s. Yes. And he was hurting out receiver. I had four legit receivers that I told him I'd give him I give him his pick of any wide receiver on my team, and and Ronald Jones as as and Ronald Jones was to kind of be a backup running back for him because for sure for sure he was losing running back but he already had a, a flex that's a starter level so um, I gained a starting I I gained a starting re- a running back and he gained a starting receiver so 
it was a good it was a good mix of uh it was a good trade of powers you know going i'm getting a running back from a, a running back heavy team and i was wide receiver heavy see that's that's the thing with my team is i need to figure out my running back rotation because it's like miles sanders is set but he's on the eagles so it's like we don't really know what's going to happen with the eagles and so zach moss had a big week this past weekend with two touchdowns i know he had a fumble but i'm riding high off those two touchdowns well, and hoping he gets more touches over Devin Singletary, but I also got Sonny Michelle, who is going to have more of a, a workload this weekend because Daryl Henderson Jr. got hurt over the weekend against the Colts. So maybe he doesn't even play in week three against the Bucks. Yeah. Sonny Michelle steps in and he's a proven running back here in the league. Yep. I Michelle, mean, Michelle, I think, has promised fantasy wise because that Rams offense is so good. Yeah. So and then I mean, Zach Moss, I mean, he's he's a legit 50 50 guy. He's a legit, like, you know, he's in a running back kind of duo with him and Singletary. And so, like, Singletary goes down or Singletary's play slides, then all of a sudden Zach Moss shoots way up, way, way up the board. Um, and even where he's at, he's a good he's a good guy to plug in for bye weeks or, or you know, flex type of scenarios. Yeah. Now, I'm before we get to how you did in the TSK Show League, did you win or lose in the Blue Dog League? I lost. Okay, so you're 0-2. I'm 0-2 in that league. All right, so we're we're off to a rocky start yeah, here yeah. In, in, uh, in the sports kingdom with our fantasy football teams. Yeah, that team's good too. Like, I'm just getting I'm just getting crushed by really good weeks. Now, Tyler, how did you do in the TSK show fantasy football league this week? Just dominated. <laughs> and I, by dominated, I, he means had the highest score of the week and the year so far. You're averaging like near like 200 points. Aren't well, you? No, no, no. My my first my first week I lost, so I'm one and one. Oh, that's right. But but Chad had like I mean Chad had thrown up either the highest score or the second I think it was the second highest score I lost to week one, and then this week I had high score of the week, coming in at one ninety five. One ninety five. My, that's hard my to running do. backs my running backs had sixteen points, so hence the trade for a running back. Yeah, uh, but I had Honey Badger. You know, two picks. Big time. Two two picks. Pick six. Um, Kyler's QB one. So you were eating. It's looking good. Yeah, I mean, I'm projected first now. Uh, draft day. I think I was projected eleventh. Yeah, well, I don't. I don't like those ESPN pro- finals. I just. I mean, they're full of shit. It's just like, how is it two games in? I go from eleven to one. You know, that's just. I don't know. You're all, you are you are the great. defending champ, so that's. But I mean, I just it, it's just so like week to week. It's just all about like how they how they're going to project you, you know. And with the trade now, how many players are you missing from your team last year? Just one, just <laughs> one. I got I got I've got uh my three running backs returned. Now I've got two of the three receivers. Got my quarterback. I have Juju I got, right. Uh, Juju, no, you I traded, traded, away, you traded Montgomery. Away Juju. That's right. Um, I'm missing Michael Thomas. Oh, that's right. Okay. And so uh, I got, and then the only, like my defensive guys are different. So like well, my, yeah. I got Honey Badger was on my team last year, but like new D line, new linebacker, new team defense, new kicker. Uh, but the offense, man, it's solid. We're, we're, we're about to run it back. Just back to back on a true legacy team. We'll see. We'll see. But all right. I mean, I'm 0-2. I hope to get a win this week i'm facing blake i faced nico last week and uh i had nico in the first half but he came back to beat me 
He's got a good team. Yes, he does. Derrick but... Henry always makes you think he's out of it early. And then just crushes your soul. We'll later. get to what happened with Derrick Henry <laughs> and, and the Titans in a little bit. But I'm I'm facing Blake this week. Who are you facing? Um, I'm facing Steven, who okay. me and Steven just made a trade in the Blue Dog League. So Oh, all right. So, <laughs> some little intermingling. And he crushed me in the Blue Dog League week one. So this is my payback week. All right. Time to get your revenge. I got Saquon and in that league, and he's a Giants fan, so should should go well for me. There you go. All right, we got a lot to talk about tonight, and before we do that, I got to let you know that this episode of the Sports Kingdom show is sponsored by J Diamond Estates. For all of your real estate needs, whether you're buying, selling, or looking to rent here in the Los Angeles area, contact Jacob Diamond at 818-451-8539. Or you can check out his website, jdiamondestates.com, DRE number 02068311. I'm just about that action, boss. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. That's why we took the damn field. I'm just here, so I won't get fired. Straight cash, homie. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them all go. That's as good an effort as I've ever seen in my life from a running back. Don't you ever talk about me. Wilson. The hold is down. The kick clears the line. And Greg Zerline sends the Rams to the Super Bowl. Are you kidding me? Seattle's going to the Super Bowl. It's my quarterback. So we are recording this on Thursday night. Uh, I have the score for the Thursday night football game currently at 7 to 6 with uh just uh just about seven and a half minutes left in the third quarter just to give you a timestamp of where we're at in real time when we're recording this but Tyler week 3 is here clearly the Thursday night game has started yeah as a football fan i like having three nights a week where there's a football game but as a realist this product is no good yeah and and it only it's only it only can go bad. Like at best case scenario, you have like a good game and then you have a shootout at and then, best and case then scenario. The teams get a couple extra days off on top of their normal. But worst case scenario, it's a horrible game. People get hurt. It's you're you're cramming two games into five days. And case in point, Christian McCaffrey gets hurt. He hurts his hamstring tonight. It's, He's ruled out for the rest of the game. We don't know the extent of the injury at the, at this very moment, but he yeah. was ruled out for the rest of the game. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 I just, I wish they would just, I wish they would scrap it. I, I do. I love, I love watching football on Thursday, Friday, Monday night, or Thursday, Sunday, Monday night. But I would, I would literally take one less night a week of football, just to, just to be, just to have all the players, you know, a little more safe and the product a little better did you hear what ian rapaport reported before uh we started recording about the the wild card weekend format no so he tweeted at 6 18 p.m pacific time quote this is interesting the nfl is tinkering with its super wild card weekend format i'm told likely to have it conclude on a monday night this means two games saturday three games sunday and one Monday with a broadcast partner to be determined. Fun change, unquote. Saturday, Sunday, Monday isn't so bad in in, in a in, playoff scenario because 
they schedule the playoffs with their next game in mind. So it's not going to be like, it's not going to be if you played Monday, you're going to play Saturday again. You know, like they're not going to, they're not going to, they're not, but that's, that would be the only thing. It's like, all right, well, you need to make sure this Monday team is guaranteed like a Sunday, a Sunday night or a Sunday afternoon game. Right. They have, they have to make sure that they have the, the scheduling in mind, but like you said, with it being the playoffs, less teams, it's probably a lot yeah, easier Saturday, to manage. The Saturday thing's been dope, and yeah, and I mean that only helps the players. I mean that gives you that gives you another that that doesn't necessarily cut your week super short. I mean it does it one day, but it you know shortening a week one day and extending it a, a day, I feel like is an easier transition for players rather than three days early and three days extended. Yeah. So, I mean, I just I just wanted to give some context real quick of where we were with week three already starting. Yeah. But, Tyler, you got the week three TSK show power yeah. rankings. Yeah. Really, Why don't you uh, kick it off? Really hard to do um, this week with just the, the 2-0 and teams. You know, you you want to give the 2-0 and teams a shot, but... You also don't know if they're real. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, the... The first one I'm going to start out with is a 2-0 team that I really don't believe is real, but I'll, I'll, I'll kind of buy into the BS for now, and I'm going to go with the San Francisco 49ers. Interesting. At 2-0. Interesting. Uh, All right, some NFC West love. Yeah, I mean, they're, it's hard to wrap my mind around the Niners because I see, I see the way Jimmy G wins games. They do have some big names. But like the the support players in in the uh, in the skill positions just don't pop off the page at all to me. The running backs, the receivers, their DBs, it's never been something that I just I, am that I like. I mean, I think Kittle is an A one, A one talent. Bosa, you know, and that whole defensive line that they've kind of turned over now. They've they've lost the you know Eric Armstead's and DeForest Buckner's, but. You know, Bosa is still an still an anchor, and they have a really good coach. Like, I like Shanahan, but it's just I just I can't really wrap my head around it. I'm going to give them ten this week, and, <laughs> and I really need to watch more of their football games. They're one of the the least attractive teams in the league for me to watch. And you know, it, people sometimes ask about the Seahawks and rivals because we changed divisions in my lifetime, so it's not like we've been playing the same teams my whole life. And all of that, we changed conferences. We were an AFC team when I was growing up. So there's not like this long historic like battle with one rival. But I think the 49ers are that team. So it's tough to rank them. But I'm going to give them number 10 at 2-0. All right. And then I'm going to go, I'm going to stay in our division. I'm going to go Arizona Cardinals at 9. Two big wins over Tennessee and and Minnesota, 2-0. Kyler's looking Kyler's looking amazing. He's looking like an MV, future MVP. And, you know, I, I don't know if anyone can stop this offense. He, he's got him dialed in right now. Um, uh, Kingsbury, he's got him dialed in. They've got playmakers on defense. Chandler Jones is, they got leadership like J.J. Watt. So, you know, Buda Baker, dynamic stars. So, I really like the Cardinals moving forward. I've honestly just been waiting for them to put up wins to put them in the top 10 because I've liked this this roster and how they've been building it super deep, a wide receiver, uh, with, with someone like Kyler, they're going to be tough to beat in the long run. Uh, coming at number eight, this is a team that wasn't ranked first week. Second week was ranked third. Now they're ranked eighth. <laughs> it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going to figure them out eventually. 
you know, I think that with with the Steelers, it's 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 tough. You were always gonna, I feel like, give them more benefit than they deserve just because of that name, and and the people in that locker room. They also lost to a pretty good team this past weekend. They they lost to the uh, the Raiders. Yes, who is one of those two and O teams that I just I couldn't put in the mix. But the Raiders arguably have the two best wins in the league right now. I mean, they walk off they walk off Homer against the Ravens, and then damn near walked off homered against the Steelers yeah. so I'll give the Raiders their bit in the Steelers slot but uh Steelers are still a top tier team a top AFC force I believe and uh, at one and one this early in the season I, I still think they're a top 10 team obviously I've kind of been all over the place where I wanted to see him play I saw him play they look great I overreacted now I'm now I'm kind of trying to adjust somewhere in the middle at number seven I've got the Green Bay Packers at one and one awful showing week one we all know what happened three points against the saints and then this week they they beat a lions team that they should be in a fashion that they should beat them in so uh they did what they needed to do they're kind of this is the green bay that we thought we would see coming into the season anybody that kind of had any panic anything like that i feel like the the packers have kind of shut that up we are who they thought they were uh, <laughs> at six i got the 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 buffalo bills at one and one Coming off, uh, coming off an L t- to the Steelers, um, they beat beat Miami, so they're going to be a team that's trying to get kind of up to par with the Chiefs. They're everybody's favorite. I feel like new and upcoming team. Josh Allen is 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 possibly a future MVP. Uh, the Bills Mafia is back. Uh, they got the cold weather in their corner long term, so the Bills are going to be there in the AFC. And right now, uh, definitely number six. Maybe even higher. Winning thirty-five to nothing is a great way to start keeping up with the Chiefs. It's a, it's a definitely. Is that what they won this weekend? Yeah. So they they beat the Dolphins this weekend. Yeah, thirty-five yeah, nothing. Yeah, Tua got Tua got hurt, but like. But still, no, that's right. Okay, so my 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 fantasy team, you know, I scored really yes. high. I actually had the Bills as my starting defense the whole week. I let somebody get into my head. And so I start the Rams defense. Okay, uh, not Ram- a bad choice. Rams, but- de- Rams defense did fine, 10 points. But if I would have started the Bills, they dropped 25. That would have been another 15. Yeah. That would have been clear into the 200s. So, uh, yeah, Bills at number six, probably like a, truly a top five talented team in the league. Uh, and then at number five, I got the Ravens. I really like the Ravens this year. It seems like they're kind of uh, they're kind of back kind of with their moxie even though they just they they just uh they beat they beat kind of the the place you want to beat but i don't know if they're comfortable yet you know they, they're one and one uh they're going to continue to get better continue to try to figure out lamar jackson marquise brown's off to a hot start so uh, if they can get any sort of production out of the running back so lamar doesn't have to run so much they're going to be a real threat but this is a team that i thought maybe got passed up by the bills and the browns and and the Steelers have always been there. And now, you know, coming off the most, probably the most impressive win of the year, maybe. Yeah. You know, uh, beating the Chiefs. So I got to give Ravens a top five just purely off of being the Chiefs. And then at number four, we got the we got the L.A. Rams. Yes, two, sir. 2-0. Two oh. Yes, sir. Beating, beating a good Colts team. Who did they play week one? Week one, they played. Why am I blanking? Texans, Jacksonville. No. No, 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 no. But uh, well, but no, no, either hold way, on, hold on, hold on. Either way, the Rams are two and zero. Hold on, hold on. The hold offense on. is looking. The offense is looking. Why unreal. am I blinking on this? Stafford, Stafford is a freak. 
He's gonna he's gonna take this team so far. Van the Jefferson, Bears, the duh. Bears, the Bears, the um, Bears. Looks like Van Jefferson's really stepped up into the third spot. You know what they got on the outside? They kind of like the Ravens. You know, are kind of where they want to be if they and especially if they get some running back production. So they're both teams that are playing well. Rams playing really well, and they don't even have like their they don't even really know who their number one guy is or had the same number one guy week to week. So the Rams really, to me, can only get better at this point. Uh, they're going to play some tougher opponents down the road. And, you know, if they win those games, that's where we'll really be able to see where they're at as far as Super Bowl status. But, I mean, this is the team Stafford's been waiting on for years. They get 15 times better at quarterback. McVay's able to do what he does. Uh, the Rams the Rams' defense is solid. So, looking like a looking like a uh, a competitor yes sir a super bowl competitor that is and then and then number three i'm gonna go with the i'm gonna go with the cleveland browns interesting i like the cleveland browns i don't know if you guys know this if you're familiar <laughs> with this but um you know dominant dominant duo at running back defense is playing really well baker has thrown these i saw it's really interesting actually let me pull up pull up the graphic really quick so i can get this precise but it's talking about like baker and maybe they, they figured it out right they these people act want to act like geniuses because they think that the cleveland browns have finally figured it out but you know we've been talking about how this is his first time coming back with the head coach and yeah. he knows the system so yeah um he's first in the nfl in uh completion percentage and he's second in the, in the nfl in yards per attempt pretty good right that's pretty good now he's 14th in passing yards and he's and he's 28th in passing attempts. And they have the best running back combo in the league. And it just goes to show you Baker Mayfield knows what this offense can do. He knows what's going to set him up for success. They're running they're running great plays every single drive. They're dialing it up. You need to be able to run the ball, and you need to be able to pass it. And when they're passing it, he is efficient, and he's good. So not only are they're passing it less, so they're controlling the game, they're controlling the clock, and when they do pass – He's the most efficient passer in the league, and he's and he's going downfield. So I think that that's a great that's a great sign for Browns fans. They just need to uh, essentially stay kind of just stay the course, um, and I think they're going to be going to be there for AFC title contention. Uh, then at the top two is the same 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 old same old guys, uh, <laughs> but but they're they're reversed this week. I yes. can't you know Chiefs coming off an L to the to the Ravens. And the Browns only losses to the Chiefs. So, like, that really – that Browns, Chiefs, Ravens, Bills, Steelers, you know, all those guys are kind of they're, – they're winning and losing against each other. So, we're seeing yeah. this AFC. It, maybe it's up for grabs. Maybe, the, maybe this, the, the Chiefs aren't, you know, unbeatable. So, Chiefs coming in at number two purely because of coming off a loss. Uh, I still think they're a top-two team. And then Buccaneers, 2-0, and coming in at number one. Just – they're they're the creme de la creme of the league. <laughs> Tom's got them playing well, and it, it's going to be tough to beat these guys all year. Yeah, I'd, especially I mean, if they stay healthy. Fournette's Fournette's kind of Fournette and Gronk and Brady. You know these guys and Antonio Brown. These guys well, are Antonio Brown's got COVID now, so these guys are literally still getting better with this with this franchise. So it's scary. No, I mean it, the Rams got a tough test ahead of them this weekend with the with the Buccaneers. So. But it's the kind of test you want 
and it's the kind of test that the Ravens wanted. Uh, Lamar Jackson, 0-3 against the Chiefs coming into that game. Yeah. Goes in there and beats them, and now, now how's that locker room feeling? You know, these are the opportunities you live for. You get an opportunity to go in there and be the best team in the NFL. You're going to be feeling pretty fucking good rolling into rolling into the rest of this year. Definitely. And if you lose, you're you know it's like, all right, there's the measuring stick. This right is, now this we know what where, we need to do. This is where this is where we want to be. All right, so run it back real quick, one through ten, and then we will we will get to our biggest surprise and biggest letdown of week two. All right, we're gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go from the top to the bottom. So, uh, Buccaneers at one. Then we're going Chiefs, Browns, Rams, Ravens. Then we're going to go Bills, Packers, Steelers, Cardinals, Niners in the back five. All right. So for NFL week two, my biggest surprise, and really I could say this was a, a an all-encompassing biggest surprise for week one and two, but the Raiders are 2-0. and My biggest surprise from week two is the Raiders beating the Steelers. Mm -hmm. They beat Pittsburgh on the road. I know Joe Hayden didn't suit up for the Steelers, and they probably could have used Joe Hayden on that deep ball to Henry Ruggs for that touchdown. Also, TJ Watt got hurt during the game, but the Raiders, they took advantage of the situation, and they never looked back. The Raiders, they were without Josh Jacobs, so they really got no contribution from the run game at all against Pittsburgh. And realistically... Going back to week one, I know they won the game, but realistically, that's easily a game the Raiders usually lose. They they almost fucked it up. And then coming up against a, a good team like Pittsburgh, you don't really know what to expect from, a Ra from the Raiders going into a game like that on the road, West Coast team going to Pittsburgh. That's a very hostile environment. It was the home opener for the Steelers. You know those Pittsburgh Steelers fans are crazy. Um the, the Raiders going in and winning that game, that was a, a surprise yeah, to me. Yeah. I mean, the Raiders have been surprising since Gruden got there. Gruden, you know, has just like, he's just completely overachieved in the win column with this Raiders team in the last year and a half. And they, they I think they went eight and eight last year. And they were, I mean, they were one of the worst rosters in the league. You're getting guys like Darren Waller popping out of nowhere as, as their superstar. Uh, Gruden's rocked with Derek Carr, who damn near everybody on the planet does, disagrees with. But well, and remember Gruden, all the criticism Gruden, he got when he traded Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper. Yeah, I mean he he sold that whole he sold the whole squad. So um, you know he got the guys that he wanted to get, and he's coaching them up. And and Gruden, I mean, I have so much respect for Gruden. He's one of the best in-game coaches there ever was. He just gets his guys prepared, and on Sundays he gets it done. I mean, I like Derek Carr too. I'm I'm one of the few people in the world that have liked Derek Carr, and I'm glad that they've stuck with him because I think sticking with guys sometimes like it's hard to you know get a new guy restart. It doesn't work out. Restart. It doesn't work out. Restart. Like he has successfully stayed through like three restarts. Yeah. You know, and he so he provides some stability there at at a position you need stability, and and Gruden has just done a phenomenal job of getting the best out of these guys. Getting getting the absolute best and and competing really hard. So uh they're they're one of the two teams I had on my biggest surprise, the other being the it being the Panthers. Oh, okay. All right. The Panthers were your biggest surprise? Yeah. Well, the the Raiders and Panthers were the two. Panthers being two and oh. Yeah. Uh, best defense in the NFL. <laughs> score best scoring defense in the NFL. Raiders got the two best wins. I mean the to beat the Ravens and the Steelers. 
that's that's super impressive. But yeah, the Panthers. I mean, they're playing really good defense. They were controlling the ball. Uh, we'll we'll see what happens tonight. But I mean, the fact that this is a team that I thought would be a bottom five team. Yeah. I mean, the absolute floor mat of the league, and and they're two and zero. Yeah. So I mean, right now the fourth quarter just started in Houston. The Panthers are up fourteen to six on the Texans. So I mean, they, I mean at a three and zero start, you know, you have so much wiggle room. Yeah. The rest of the year. You know, you could go, you could go five hundred and win ten games. The rest, you know, you go, you go seven and seven. Uh, the the rest of the way, you're you're sitting at a ten win team. You know, so and in a seventeen they, they, they in can, a seventeen can, game season, ten and seven could sneak you into the playoffs. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, they could they could win even less than less games than that. They could go six and eight, and and probably make the playoffs. So. Maybe not get, in the get, NFC South. Get, getting off to a really good start it can do a lot for your season. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, listen, Sam Darnold's in a, a new environment, his first year in Carolina. I know Christian McCaffrey just got hurt, and he's coming off a much more serious injury uh, from last season. Uh, so you, you you really never want to see that. But, I mean, yeah, Carolina's definitely, I think, overall one of the bigger surprises to to start the year so far. Now, what was your biggest letdown of week two? Okay, I mean, we're on the same page. I mean, here. come on, come on. <laughs> I was sick, dude. I was sick. I literally had to turn my fucking phone off. I was I was depressed. It's been it's been so long since I've I've been attached to the emotion of sports. You know, like Seahawks are really like that team for me. I, I root for a lot of teams and a lot of different sports, but there there isn't the emotion and the anger. And that game was just so hard to watch because we just fucked it over, you know. We fucked it off so many times. Big leads, double digit leads, fourth quarter, second half, yada yada. Um, we just continued, continue to shoot ourselves in the foot with penalties, and then to let them win that game in overtime. It's just a game like we shouldn't have lost. We had no business business being in overtime with these guys. Uh, and and I mean we had it. We had them right where we wanted to. It was literally just all mistakes. Seahawks beating the Seahawks kind of kind of scenario. So. Definitely the biggest letdown. We're the only team to lose a game in the NFC West. Yeah. No, literally, that was yeah. the first thing yeah. I had yeah. written down in my notes for for biggest letdown was Seahawks being the only NFC yeah. West team to I, lose I, and I, break the perfect record streak the NFC West had. Yeah, I think that uh I think that they're a top ten team for sure. But you can't but, you can't put I them could, in there I after that loss. I couldn't put them in there after that loss. It's no good. It's you summed it up perfectly. It's not even necessarily the fact that they lost to the Titans because that's not a letdown at all. The Titans are a very good team, but it's it's the way they lost, and yeah. you don't expect the Seahawks to lose a game where where they're up twenty four to nine at one. No, point. no, we have the crowd. We were rolling, and and they essentially just quieted the crowd. I mean, people knew. So you that know, we're let, we're, let, we're 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 letting Derrick Henry get into the end zone late. It's what like, was it? One hundred and fifty second half yards for need, him. Yeah, it's just like, it's simple, man. You just need to keep keep the clock running. All you got to do is keep him in bounds and out of the end zone. That's literally all you have to do anywhere else but those two places, and you win that game. Uh, but we also, you know, we we, you know, you're gonna play kind of softer when you have a big lead like that, not trying to give up big plays, which is fine. Like that stuff would have been fine, and Derrick Henry's run, strong second half running would have been fine if if it wasn't for all of our penalties. I mean, our penalties really did come to come to shoot us in the foot. I think we had ten penalties. Myers uh, missed a kick, right? He missed a PAT, I believe. Well, that one point. I mean, that could have yeah, been the, yeah. the difference think, between I overtime or not. Still, maybe, man, maybe it was a field goal. I, I'm, 
I've honestly blacked it out. No, I, I think it was a PAT. I just know it was a kick. Yeah, because I think he's still undefeated on kicks all the day back to 2019. Oh, wow. Um, but, yeah, man, bit e easy biggest upset. I think this would have been the biggest letdown, even if I wasn't a Seahawks fan. You know, this was definitely a, a, a good a team that had a great a great lead against a non-conference opponent and yeah. at home, all the – everything, everything you want. Well, and even with the, the Julio Jones uh, controversial touchdown, no touchdown – and that's that was a touchdown. Yeah, you that know, was that, clearly a touchdown. That was a touchdown, and 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 but I mean they they ended up getting those points. Right, eventually, they ended up getting like them we, back, we, but... we 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 go we go to overtime still. Um, and so you never know. Like they could have called that a touchdown, and the the rest of the game could have went our way. You just never know. But yeah. that was a touchdown as an individual play, one hundred percent. That's one of the worst ones up there with, with the. Uh, is it Des Bryant, the one that like? Oh yeah, and but there's another one where it's like he catches it and kind of throws it down all in one motion. But either way, this is going to be up there as one of the worst, like worst touch touchdown calls. I think we just need to go to the college rule and say if you got one foot in there, that's that, like that's no, like no, it, no, you don't need to though. You don't need to go that far. The rule about teal, uh, toe to heel is stupid when you can drag your toes. Yeah. Like, why the fuck can I drag my toe and that count as a whole foot? But if I land on the bottom of my toes and the heel comes down, the heel has to be in bounds. When, like, your, your heel, when you're dragging, is never getting close to the ground. Right. It's nowhere near the ground because it's up in the air because so, you're dragging your so foot. So if, if, if the rule was just, like, front half the foot or whatever, if it was toes, right? So right, as it, long as your toes are in there, in the end zone. It would have been no question on that call. And really, it shouldn't have been no question because he's in fucking bounds. Well, that's like in soccer. Like, if the ball, like, is on the line, but it, that even just a sliver of it is still in bounds, that ball is still in bounds. Yeah, and I think that I believe, honestly, that even if you came down on your toes and your heel comes down out of bounds, like, what's the difference then if the person's turned around and you're dragging your heel? Like, you don't get, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Both the what the real rule is is like a foot and toes like toes is re is really what it should be or or toes or top half or you know front half of your foot whatever I mean that was a, that was a bad call. Add it to the list of what the NFL referees need to figure out what the, the exact a, definition a is. Refing's a tough job, but yes. that that's an easy that's an easy one to fix. I mean that's an easy one. You, then why you hasn't just, it been done? You just well because we haven't had a good example yet to be ruined by. You know, like we haven't had something that's like that's shown us that we need to fix this rule. The toes have worked fine, but now we finally see one that goes toe to heel. Okay, that's a stupid rule. Let's get rid of it. All right. Well, All you have to do is uh, just x out toe to heel. Just keep toes, or just yeah, change that language. Whatever it is. You let's don't, send you, the tape to the NFL office. You don't need the heel unless you always need the heel. So. All right, yeah, that that obviously was was also my biggest letdown. Seahawks losing to the Titans. So, all right, Tyler, the picks of the week for Week Three. We got a a, a few more games than normal on the slate for us this week. Obviously, uh, the Thursday night game tonight. Um, there's now just under 13 minutes to go, and it's 17 to six. So, Panthers are up uh, 14 point, or excuse me. 11 points, excuse me, 11 points. Um, I mean, I had the Panthers going into this game 
We kind of uh, already talked yep. about them a bunch tonight. Yep. Um, it was unfortunate for Houston. They were coming into this game one and one, uh, but they had to place Tyrod Taylor on IR Dude, and start. So unlucky. Yeah, I mean he can't catch a break. Uh, so the rookie David Mills got the start, um, but it it was a strong start for them to to beat the Jags uh, in Week One. I don't think anybody was really expecting them to come out and win any game this year. Uh, so I think it was nice to get a win week one, uh, but they lost week two and uh, they're uh, on their way to losing here tonight uh, on Thursday night football. Um, so we'll just uh, already chuck one in the win column for both Tyler and I, because uh, I'm pretty sure he also had Carolina yep. coming into this game. Yeah, I got to go. Well. Got to go with got to go with the two and team going up against third string quarterback. Rookie, yeah. rookie third string quarterback. Definitely, and like you said, the number one scoring defense in the league coming into week three. So probably going to hold on to that, man, until one more week. They, coming into this uh, Thursday night game, hadn't let uh, a team score a point in the first half of week one or week two. Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, I got to I gotta watch these guys. Shaq Thompson, man. Shaq Thompson. Got to watch more film on these guys, figure it out. What yes. are doing? Matt Rule, second year. All right, the next matchup we got, AFC West matchup. We got the Los Angeles Chargers at 1-1. One and one. They're traveling to Kansas City to take on the Big Bad Chiefs at also 1-1. One and one. The Chargers, they're coming off that crushing loss to the Cowboys in the Chargers' home, home opener at SoFi Stadium. I think the Chargers, they're a good young team with some promise, but I think Justin Herbert's going to be in for a long afternoon against the Chiefs who they're also coming off a crushing loss to the Ravens. Uh, but, I mean, the Chiefs, the way they lost, I think they're going to be able to bounce back a lot better than the Chargers with the way that they lost. I think the Chargers, they're a lot more young, inexperienced team. The Chiefs, they're a team that's kind of been there, done that. They, they've been able to face adversity. They've been able to be under the bright lights and, and be on the big stage and know what it takes to win. And so, I mean, I just think the Chiefs, they come out and they dominate little brother Chargers uh, in, in a yeah. division matchup. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a good game. I hope it's a shootout. I like the Chargers. I mean, I got to go with it. I got to go with the Chiefs. But yeah, this, I mean, but this is like, this is like, you know, similar to L.A. This is a great opportunity for them to go and kind of see where they're at. Yeah, definitely. Um, I also just realized we forgot to say our records. Uh so yeah pretty bad week last week yeah a lot I, of upsets yeah we went uh together uh, we went three and four uh both respectively overall my record is seven and eight so what's your record eight and seven okay so i'm I'm one game behind you um gotta make it up yeah we'll we'll try and make it up this week but no, i mean so Chief, far we're Chiefs went down seahawks went down a lot of good teams went down we also picked a lot of road teams to win last week. Yep, and and I, I was worried about that when we did it. Yes. So, all right. Uh, we had the Panthers so far. We're both on the Chiefs to win their matchup against the Chargers. Let's see if we're going to pick the same matchup or pick the same team to win in this matchup. The New Orleans Saints traveling to Foxborough to take on the New England Patriots. Both teams are one and one. New Orleans, they're coming off a bad loss to the Panthers where Jameis Winston looked like the Jameis Winston before he had LASIK surgery, uh, throwing two interceptions and getting sacked four times. And New Orleans, they just could not get anything going against Carolina. 
And now they're going up against Bill Belichick, Mac Jones, and the Patriots, who just put on an absolute clinic against the Jets. I got the Patriots in this game. I just think the the Saints, they are right now the inferior team, even though they have a rookie quarterback on the opposing team in the Patriots. Um, I just think that Bill Belichick will be able to to outmaneuver and outscheme Sean Payton in this one. Uh, but it it wouldn't surprise me if the Saints were were to pull a rabbit out of their hat no, great, and win this game. Great coaching matchups, great minds, great, you know, game planners. So I'm going with the Saints. I, I like I like Jameis Winston um and the Saints firepower more so than I like New England's. Neither one of these teams I think has like uh, you know a great like a great defense. So I think it's going to be all, you know, kind of game game schemes, game planning, see who who's going to throw some crazy stuff at each other. But ultimately I think New Orleans still has a better roster than New England and and I believe that Jameis Winston can like run this offense and then Taysom Hill provides a whole nother set of challenges with Camara. So uh I like I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it up. I'm gonna go with New Orleans right. in there and getting the dub at New England. All right. So this is this is my chance to make up some ground. All right. The next matchup we got is the Chicago Bears traveling to Cleveland to take on the Browns. Both teams are one and one. This is going to be the first career start for rookie quarterback Justin Fields. Andy Dalton is out with a knee injury. Nick Foles will be backing Fields up. For the Browns, Odell Beckham Jr., like I said, is reportedly on track to make his season debut. But Jarvis Landry, his uh, receiving counterpart in LSU, uh, I don't want to say alumni. I don't I don't believe they teammate. graduated. Yeah, LSU teammate, former LSU teammate. There we go. Uh, that works. Uh, he's been ruled out. Uh, I believe he's been put on IR even. Former Tiger. Yes. Tiger. Uh, go Tigers, Coach O. Um, I can't even get anywhere near that. <laughs> no. Um, but, I mean, even though Jarvis Landry is out, hopefully Odell Beckham Jr. can play. You just talked so glowingly about Baker Mayfield earlier. Um, I think he has definitely shown that he can be a starting quarterback in this in this league. I think this this year is the perfect opportunity for him to take the next step given the the second year with Kevin Stefanski, like you just, you talked about earlier, Tyler. Um, and I think that Brown's defense is salivating at the mouth, yeah. looking at a rookie quarterback on the other, other side of that ball. So I got the, I got the Browns in this one. What about yeah, you? Got to go with the Browns. Although bears on the up for sure. I think bears are, are, are about to pop. I think they got their franchise quarterback is, is going to start his career off gonna be a tough tough opponent cleveland's cleveland's a really good team this year uh but yeah i gotta i gotta take um we gotta take baker and the browns defense against justin field and his first career start but i'm excited for the bears i'm excited for david montgomery and alan robinson yeah uh cole Komet, all those guys fantasy value on the way up (laughs) and then you know for the fans of chicago bears like you're in the mix now and this is this is the time. I mean, you're, you're you're in the mix, and you're so much further ahead than Jacksonville as an organization and a roster. It's like you got to be you got to be excited. I mean, it's got to be like you got to be as much have as much excitement as like New England does. You know, like we got our guy. We're we're rolling. We're ready to be. A, we're we're gonna be a contender the next ten years. Yeah, I mean, you just gotta hope Matt Nagy doesn't fuck it up. 
hey, the guy got the job for a reason. He's done some good coaching in his <laughs> life, I'm sure. So we'll see what, what he's got. And and he's got a hell of a ball player to come in there, and, and there's not too much pressure. It's not game one, so I, I like his shot. It's it's very Josh, Jared Goff-ish. It's very Jared Goff-ish, the way this is starting out. Yeah, and I mean, listen, the, the Bears, they literally had their PR person come out in the middle of the press conference and say, like, hey, Justin Fields isn't the starter. Like, Andy Dalton is our starter, health-permitting, basically. But obviously, Andy Dalton can't go in this game, so Justin Fields gets the opportunity to slide in. The question will be eventually, once Andy Dalton is healthy, do it's you slide over. him back it's in? It's over. It, it, Andy Dalton's done. I mean, I think you, I think you have to do yeah, that, but yeah. will I, they? It, they will, yeah. I, I, I don't see too many NFL teams going back to starters with young quarterbacks. And if they do, they're fucking up, similar to like Trubisky. And we know how that worked out yeah so all right like you start a young quarterback you cannot fucking pull him you know what i mean you gotta you gotta like you're gonna mess with his head so bad you can't have him work up to be a starter and then take it away and say no you're actually not our guy i mean look exactly what new england did with cam newton they made that decision very clear yeah well but cam's a professional he's been he's a vet man's been mvp been the year league 10 years these these young quarterbacks those first two three years you can't start them and then bring them then take them back and then expect them to be a starter against it almost never happens yeah so all right the next matchup we got is the miami dolphins at one and one they're traveling to vegas to take on the two and oh raiders like we talked about already a little bit to a tagovailoa he hurt his rib in the 35 to nothing blowout loss to the buffalo bills he is going to be out for Sunday against the Raiders. Uh, Jacoby Brissett will be under center for the Dolphins. Um, clearly, it wasn't a good showing for Brissett in Miami against the Bills after Tua went out. Uh, but hopefully with a week of practice and all of that, maybe they can put up a better showing against the Raiders. But we've already talked so glowingly about the Raiders uh, tonight. I think it's uh, pretty clear that the Raiders at home against a, a injured Dolphins team uh, – I got the yeah, Raiders no, winning yeah, this game. Yeah, no, to uh, no, uh, I don't see them being too competitive. And it sounds like Tua's got a fractured rib, so I'm, I'm thinking it's like going to be a month before we see this guy again. Not good. Now, professional athletes recover at freakish rates, so you know maybe maybe it's not a month, but broken ribs for a thrower—that's tough. Yeah. All right, Sunday night football. We got the Green Bay Packers at one and one. They're going up to the Bay. Aaron Rodgers is coming home to take on the 2-0 49ers. The Packers, they beat the Lions on Monday Night Football. Four touchdowns for Aaron Jones in primetime. I believe he tied the Monday Night Football record with, with four touchdowns. Uh, if he did, it was Sean Alexander's record. It was. I was going to say, because yeah. I, know, I know Sean Alexander has had at least, at least four. Honestly, I wanted to say five. Yeah, no, I'm I, I'm pretty sure he tied the record uh, I think, at four. I think Sean Alexander's got Sunday and Monday night. That's pretty tight. I think he had five touchdowns in the first half against the Raiders on Sunday night. Yeah, but the the Packers, I think they kind of got off to a, a slower start than they they would have liked on Sunday night football. But once they once they got going, Aaron Rodgers and the boys they they showed the Lions why the NFC North has run through Green Bay for so many years. And then the 49ers, they're coming off a win against the Eagles. And even though they're 2-0, I just 
like you said, Tyler, I just still don't really know what to make of this team. Losing Morstert is the is a big loss for them. We don't know what to expect from their running back game. Uh, I don't really think Garoppolo is the answer for them at quarterback. I don't believe Kyle Shanahan even believes that either. Um, and I mean, he's better than Trey Lance right now. Uh, I mean, but the guy wins the games. It's it's so crazy. It's so weird. I mean, he's either injured or he's winning games. Those yeah. are like those are that's what you get. I got to take Green Bay though. I mean, I'm I'm hoping Green Bay knocks Niners kind of off the mantle a little bit. Yeah, I I got to go with Green Bay as well. I think ultimately somehow the the Niners find themselves at the bottom of the NFC West, but I don't necessarily think that means they'll have a bad record. No, I mean, I'm going to I'm really excited to watch this game just to watch the Niners. I'm always just trying to figure this what what it is that that makes them good. You know, it's it's I can't necessarily give it all to Shanahan or Garoppolo. It's it just seems like such a such a just like kind of middle of the road duo as far as coaching and 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 quarterbacking but damn they've been successful so uh, it'll be interesting to watch we'll see what happens yeah so all right now we got monday night football real quick i just got to shout out the manning cast again it crushed yeah really good absolutely incredible they had pat mcafee on in the fourth quarter and the game was a blowout so it was perfect like it was the perfect entertainment yeah. value and Unique relief. Yeah, it was. No, Gronk was great. Brett Favre was whatever. <laughs> Brett Favre was Brett Favre. He was pretty. Yeah, I mean, Gronk was was awesome. It was funny that he was having like, he, it it was almost like his cell coverage was kind of like cutting in and out, which is funny because of his commercials. Yeah. So it, that that was pretty funny. But Gronk, I, I could tell the Mannings just get such a kick out of listening to Gronk and how he approaches the game of football because he, he approaches it in such a different way than those guys do. You know, they're so cerebral and he's, he, you know, he's so like physical. Well, he was like, I don't watch film. And then literally a couple of days later, he had to recant that. And he was like, no, I actually watch film like that. Yeah, no, I mean, you can't come on people. If we're analyzing Gronk's freaking statements, we're just, we're, you're losing the value of what it, what it is. Exactly. Like, if you're taking Gronk seriously, this, there's something wrong with you. If you've ever been in a high school, if you've ever been in a football locker room, ever in your life there's a gronk on every fucking team and they're great yeah you need those kind of guys 100%. on football teams it doesn't mean they're fucking idiots in real life that's just the character they play that's who they are you know like gronk's a smart guy but he's also fucking gronk you know what i mean he's like uh -huh, like <laughs> that's good that's great you know you need that part too yeah definitely so i'm i'm looking forward to uh the manning cast for this uh nfc east matchup we got the eagles going to dallas to jerry world to take on the cowboys both teams are one and one the eagles they're coming off a loss to the 49ers the cowboys uh they obviously got the win over the los angeles chargers and i mean games like these they always seem to bring out the fireworks and i'm really excited for it i mean dak zeke amari cooper and cd lamb they've looked very impressive for, the, for through the first two weeks of the season greg the leg he was able to redeem himself hitting that 57-yard game-winning field goal after missing a couple in week one. Um, I think the Cowboys win this game. I just think they're a better team than the Eagles right now, but the Eagles could surprise some some people and, and sneak a win out of this. I mean, the Cowboys, they are the Cowboys. Yeah, I like Philly, man. I'm going. With, I'm rolling with Philly. I All like, right, perfect. I, I like this division uh, when they're matched up together. Outside of their division, it's it's not so great especially the last year or two, but 
Philly, uh, with their dynamic offense, Jalen Hurts coming in to Dallas, it's going to be on Monday Night Football. Uh, I got to imagine this is Jalen Hurts' first, like, primetime game as an NFL player, whether it be Sunday or Monday night. Yeah. So this is going to be this is going to be big time for kind of the Jalen Hurts show. Show everybody what you can do. Devontae Smith has been is has been who we thought. Uh, they got they've got good players on both sides of the ball. So, you know, if Jalen this you know this kind of team kind of goes with Jalen, and they've got a lot of dynamic players on that offense. They're a dynamic team, so they've got an opportunity to beat anybody uh, when you got playmake big big time playmakers like that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely going to be a good game. Like I said, those NFC East matchups, they always yeah. provide some sort of entertainment or some sort of weird play. I mean, we've seen the Deshaun Jackson runbacks. We've seen crazy long touchdowns. It's Oh, man, the NFC East is, is um, it's kind of like, it's got to be the most traditional, like, league as far as just the history of football in the NFL. Obviously, there's a couple others, the North, the North leagues and the AFC and NFC, but the NFC East, man, Philly, Dallas, Washington, New York, you know, these are the big time markets, big time franchises. Yeah, definitely. So, all right. Now the last two games, obviously the hometown teams, Tyler will start with the Seahawks at home at Lumen field. I know you hate that name. I do. It's just so, just <laughs> sounds so lame. You know, it's just like, it's like the kid you don't want to sit by lunch, you know, Lumen. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> Lumen. That just sounds weird. I don't know. Well, the Hawks, they will be hosting your favorite team on the other end, the Minnesota Vikings. I hate the Vikings. At Lumen Field. Um, it's unfortunate because. I'm glad that this Viking team is bad now, so it just doesn't <laughs> even matter. I don't have to, like, always just rain on their bread. Yeah, I mean, I think Minnesota, they're they're trending towards being at the bottom of the NFL this season, they're they're coming off a devastating loss to the Cardinals with Greg Joseph missing that field goal wide right with four seconds left to go in the game. And they're coming off, or they're facing a Seahawks team who's coming off a very bad loss in overtime to the Titans. And similar, I think, to the Chiefs who are going to be looking for blood against the Chargers. I think the Hawks, they're going to be looking for blood against the Vikings, and they're going to want to make a statement so I mean, I got I got the Hawks winning yeah, this game we, pretty easily. Yeah, we got to do what we need to do. There there doesn't need to be any statements. It's like we just gotta we gotta take care of biz at home against these these non non division teams. Yeah. So all right, we'll we'll see what happens. And we got then, no nothing. I got nothing for them. I need a win. <laughs> That's it. No analysis. No nothing. No, just nothing, win. No, you got to get out there. It's our home home field. You can't take cannot take back-to-back L's. I mean, it took us years to do that, you know, in Russell Wilson's career. So, um, yeah, nothing. All right. Get that dub at home. All right. Then the last game of the week that we'll talk about is the defending Super Bowl champs, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 2-0. They're coming here to Los Angeles to take on the Rams, who are also 2-0. It's a big matchup this week at SoFi Stadium. Uh, Tampa Bay, they dominated Atlanta over the weekend. Gronk has a streak of uh, three straight games with at least two touchdowns if you include the Super Bowl. So him and Tom Brady look like they've turned back the clock to the days uh, of yesteryear in New England when they were winning Super Bowl after Super Bowl up there. Now they've won a Super Bowl in Tampa Bay. Um, it's, I mean, this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team looks scary. Yep. Um, you t- you said it already. I've I've kind of said it. This This is a huge test 
for the Rams, for Sean McVay, Matthew Stafford. Um, this team's going up arguably against the most explosive defense, and the Rams have arguably the most explosive offense in the league. So it's definitely going to be a battle. Um, I mean, I loved what I saw from Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup against the Colts. That was great to see that connection working out for two touchdowns in a shit ton of yards. Uh, I, I think it was at least over 130 for, for Cooper Cup. Um, Daryl Henderson Jr., he did hurt his rib. So Sonny Michelle will probably see some more playing time this week. So, I mean, I got to go with the Rams because they're my team, but I'm nervous for it, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Bucks just because I think that the Buccaneers have like a, a – they have a better chance at stopping the offense. Like the the LA has a great defense, and and you know you know that they're going to take care of business. But Tom Brady is going to put some points up on the board, so yeah. it really it really is going to be that LA offense versus the Tampa Bay defense matchup, and um, we'll see we'll see if Tampa Bay can hold them, you know, under twenty because that's probably what it's going to take. Yeah, I mean, I which think... is not going to be easy to do. This is definitely game of the week. I mean, this is this is definitely like kind of the the elite, the elite game. Of the yeah, I don't know how this game isn't a primetime game. This is just a regular like one o'clock game on a Sunday. But I mean, yeah, with this matchup between the Bucks and the and the Rams, I think the defense for the Rams they're gonna have their hands full with that Tampa Bay offense. Yeah. And with the Rams, I think they're in well, a very similar position to the Buccaneers last year, to where it's like. I think this team just needs a little bit more time together to to put it all together. We yeah. haven't seen Deshaun Jackson's package. We haven't seen Tutu Atwell's package. We haven't really seen much other than well, and you probably won't. It definitely won't be this week. Definitely I, not this week. I, I don't. I don't expect them to like throw anything new. I mean, I think the LA defense is going to be fine. It's just like, man, can you can you hold Brady and this team ten points? I don't know. I, no, I don't think I think you know, the so, goal is to hold them under twenty. Which then 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 you gotta score twenty. So it's I think be, they can do that. Yeah, that's that's where it's like where where are you gonna get it from? You know, it's tough. That's and that's what's tough about the Tampa Bay team. But the are, problem, are we gonna hold them under twenty points and score twenty points? Like are we gonna hold them eighteen and score twenty one? You know, we need both those things to happen. Uh, yeah. If if we let them get into the thirties and we're in the thirties, like it's going to be tough to beat them. If we, if we're playing way down there low, it's going to be tough to beat them. That's the thing is like, I was, I was literally just about to say, if this game gets into the thirties for both teams, that's when I get scared. Cause that's when Tom Brady's like, okay, I can just take over and, and really shut this thing down. If it real becomes quick. a last possession win scenario. It's, you know what it is. And you never want to leave too much time on the clock. And for Sta Tom Brady. And Stafford's got more comeback wins than anybody in NFL history. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he's definitely up there. I think he's number one. So, all right, I'm on the Rams. You're on the Bucks. There's definitely some discrepancy this week, yep, so yep. I, I got I got a chance to got to the Bucks. To I got close the Eagles. Some... I got the Saints. Yeah, Bucks, Eagles, Saints. Yeah, that's that's go, the three. Go Birds. <laughs> and Pirates. Always oh, go Pirates. Oh yeah, always, always. <laughs> Shout out the Pirates. Um, but all right, that, that wraps it up for picks of the week. Um, real quick before we get out of here, uh, we do have some basketball to talk about in a second, but Tyler, I wanted to get your quick reaction on hard knocks announcing that they're going to do the first ever in season hard knocks. 
with the Indianapolis Colts premiering Wednesday, November t- November 17th. Uh, how excited are you for that? It's so smart. You know, it's not, you know, I don't think this is doing too much or, or, or anything like that. There's so much content that people want. I, I do kind of feel bad for the Colts. That's really the only person I think loses out on this. That's it's my thing be, is how much be, does this take away from it does. the team? Because doing this during training camp is a whole lot different than doing yeah, this yeah. during the regular season. So everybody, every football person in the world is going to, you know, get something out of this, but the Colts probably. Yeah. Which, which kind of sucks. You know, that it's, it, there's a little bit of an icky feeling behind that, but uh, hopefully, hopefully, it kind of you know raises their level of play rather than is detrimental to them. But I'm, I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be great content. It's gonna be great footage, and ultimately, it's what everybody wants to know. It's it's the peek behind the curtain, and and what is it like to be an NFL player, and what's the real what what's it really like? You know, what's the day in day out grind? What are the complaints? What are the fun parts? What are the things you had no idea were even going on? Yeah. So definitely. And I mean, listen, the Colts, they they got some storylines to them. They got Carson Wentz in his first year, Frank Wright reuniting with him and all of that. And you got Darius Leonard, who's one of the best defensive players in the league. You got Quentin Nelson, who's one of the best offensive linemen in the league. They traded for DeForest Buckner last year. So he's another big name that's that's on this team that that they could have a storyline around for this hard knocks. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I just hope it's more interesting than the Cowboys this, this past off season. Yeah, that was, that was just really, really bad and really weird. Yeah. So, all right, before we get out of here, we got some, uh, hoops to talk about. Come on, you're getting paid. Ask something. Final seconds. At mid- oh, yeah. Final seconds. Bryant for the win. Did I miss anything while I was gone? Job's not finished. Job finished? I don't think so. So when you get done with this, you should be butt-ass naked. naked. So, Tyler, NBA training camps across the country are scheduled to start next week. The Lakers, they have their training camp uh, in media day. Or, excuse me, they have their media day scheduled for next Tuesday. But I wanted to travel with you to Philadelphia real quick Hmm. because there's been a report that Ben Simmons won't report to training camp next week for the Philadelphia 76ers after a trade has failed to materialize this offseason. Philly openly tried to trade Simmons for James Harden during the season before Harden was traded to Brooklyn. The season then ended with Simmons completely tanking his trade value with his poor play in the playoffs and then Doc Rivers and Joel Embiid subsequently throwing him under the bus and basically driving over him themselves uh, immediately after the loss to the Hawks in the playoffs. And then the Sixers said they were going to trade him this offseason. And Ben basically was like, okay, that's fine. Like, clearly this relationship is over. It's not going to work out. Uh, that's fine. Trade me. Figure it out. I'll be off somewhere doing my own thing kind of thing. And so basically since then, nothing has happened. 
because Philly has decided to ask for a King's ransom in return for Ben Simmons, which in my opinion is completely asinine given Ben's play in the playoffs and the comments made by his teammate, Joel Embiid and his coach, Doc Rivers, that didn't help Ben's stock at all. And really his play hurt the stock the most, uh, in my opinion, or at least should have hurt the stock the most. Forget what Doc Rivers and Joel Embiid said. Um, but I mean, at this point, I don't blame Ben for for saying he's not going to show up to training camp. His employer told him that they were going to move on from him and work out a deal, and so far that hasn't happened. And yeah, Philly, Philly yeah. doesn't want anything to do with him, and he doesn't want any, anything to do with Philly, so it's like maybe it is best he doesn't be around the team right now. So really what I want to know from you is do you think he starts the season with Philly? No. He can't. Yeah, no. No, it, 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 I mean, I'm glad that he he verbalized it so he can be on it. He verbalized it now so he can get onto a team before this thing kicks off. Yeah. And and he did it, you know, there's no reason to, like, he doesn't give a shit if they don't get the value back in the trade. He wants them to get nothing in, in return for him. You know what I mean? It, it has no effect on his life. No, so he's doing him, which is a smart move, and, and whoever gets him is going to get, is gonna get a, a a steal. Whoever gets Ben Simmons, they're gonna get him for way less than he he they should, because I think that this this last run was a mental thing, and and it was handled poorly after the fact. Um, he's he's a phenomenal basketball player. He does ninety nine out of a hundred things really really well. So I I can't judge this guy purely off of like, you know, he wasn't a great he wasn't a great shooter before. And, and he didn't, and he definitely didn't take the shots. Which, not taking the shots, that was a problem for years. Like he, that that problem should have been handled years ago. And then, and then this last playoff run, playing so poorly and shooting so poorly at the line, which to me was clearly like the yips of some sort. Yeah, My I, I just though, think like this kid is still a top tier basketball player in the world, a six ten point guard athlete that can play four or five positions whoever he goes to they're going to be a better basketball team because they have ben simmons and whatever they get in return at this point it's not going to be Kyrie, or or james harden or or any of these superstars they wanted before you know they'll, they'll be lucky to get somebody like cj mccollum or bradley beal yeah i mean it, it it came out that there was potentially a trade for ben simmons for Kyrie irving and that's KD all that's it but that, that that yeah and that's just such a bullshit espn I even, grabby i think that's all just like that would be that, cool you know like let's do that but that's that's stupid why would the nets trade Kyrie irving i was gonna say to me that trade doesn't even make sense i think i mean i think on a lot of levels it does like Kyrie, it does a lot of the same things harden and durant do they get another freakishly freakish athlete they can play multiple positions they don't need and to shoot the need ball to score yeah and and and, and the guess, sixers yeah. need the sixers need a perimeter go-to guy it it makes sense but it's it's like if i'm the nuts i'm not trading kyrie irving especially for ben simmons right now when i know his value is so low yeah exactly so i mean it's but a team like the kings or the timberwolves you know well the they, timberwolves i think is the team to look out for but the, and I just think that the the Sixers are going to get uh, 
criminally undervalued in this trade. And, it, and it's partly to their doing. I mean, this is just a sour relationship My gone thing- bad. I mean, motherfuckers are trying to <laughs> burn each other's houses down. It's not going to go well. Simmons is fucking over the Sixers. The Sixers are fucking over Simmons. You know, it's it's all bad, and I think that I honestly think the Sixers are gonna get the, gonna get the worst of it. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me, and it I mean, it kind of serves them right after all those years of tanking and trusting the process and everything. It kind of yeah, no, and and they just didn't support this kid the way they needed to. Whatever whatever you want to say, I'm not saying people did a bad job or or I'm some person that knows what the fuck I'm talking about when it comes to player development, especially like superstar development. But like, why is the kid taking? How many threes has he taken in his career? Two? Less than ten. I, I don't I think it's like one or two. <laughs> you know, it's something crazy. Not like not taking him. That's not that's not on like the, there's something like how does no one talk to this kid about this? You know, like my thing how with Ben Simmons though, out? Tyler. My thing with Ben Simmons though, and for the record, he has taken thirty four three-point attempts for so, his career so he's really started jacking them up it's 11 6 7 and 10 it, over like, four years yeah okay so that's like you know and and some of those are probably full quarters you know yeah yeah who knows like who but knows either way but my, i just think i just think that like this shit could have been handled so much better by both parties my thing with ben simmons though is like Everything while you were talking about all the reasons why you still believe in Ben Simmons, it's like, okay, yeah, like I get that. But I just always think back to my head, it's like anytime I want to put stock into Ben Simmons, it's like, oh yeah, he could he could develop a shot. He could he could turn into this, he could turn into that. But it's just like, why hasn't he done that? But yet? that's adding on a package that's already elite. Like he he can already do a shitload of other things. Just because he he has a glaring hole in his game doesn't mean the rest of his game isn't effective. I mean, he's, how no, many times I, has he I been don't an disagree. All-star? I don't disagree with that. So I think, and and why hasn't he? I, I I don't know why. No one knows why. Everybody wants to know. Like, but at why, this point, why is, is he it? going to? It's like no, and, and we and we don't know. He may not. And he, see, even I if, think we're even at the point where he's not going to. Even if he doesn't, he's still going to be close to twenty and ten guy. Twenty ten and five. Twenty eight and five. So whatever team's going to get him. They're not going to pay twenty eight and five price. They're going to pay. Oh, this kid doesn't know how to shoot price. Yeah. So as a basketball team, you have the right pieces and the right staff around him to support him. You can still get a lot out of him, even if he never develops the jumper. the The three ball and the jumper thing and the free throw thing to me is all mental, and it's all. It's got to be a lot about Ben Simmons. It's got to be a lot about the people that are around him. It's got to be a lot about that staff in that locker room. Like, we need to be supporting this kid. This kid's there's no way this is how he's played basketball his whole life. It's it's yeah, just it's I like, don't know. In pick up, you know, I don't know who who it was that came out. It's like this kid shoots threes in pickup games. Like, how is he not? I think it was Joe Johnson. Interesting. And, and, and he's like, how how is how is he not transitioned his pickup game into an NBA game? You know. Like NBA games at this point right, to exactly. him shouldn't like, have where any. Where does that mental block happen? Yeah, well, and it's like yes, part of it's on him, but part of it needs to be so much bigger than that. Like this kid's an NBA superstar. This is a weird, weird kind of underlying story. Yeah, but why does he need to be called? Why, why are the coaches like not? We're talking about NBA players here, my guy. Like, yeah. So why does he need to be coddled? Get it, get that shit through your head and that's how superstars. Are, that's how superstars are treated. 
You know, you're going to you're going to do whatever is best for them and you're going to give them whatever they want because they make your brand better and they make you more money. That's why athletes are coddled. Whether you like it or not, it's just the way it is. That's how it, it's how it will always be, too. You're not going to you're not going to risk going hard on some kid no, and I then under- ruining them and, and like losing your product. I understand superstars and athletes get treated differently, but it's like what has Ben Simmons done to warrant getting treated differently as a quote unquote superstar? Well, he's in a, he's been at what two two or three times an NBA All Star before the age of twenty five. Okay, so he's he's a top tier talent. Like, there's no there's no ifs ands or but about it. He's got a now, glaring there's a hole. Of bu- there's he's a lot of glaring ifs ands and buts about it right he's now. He's got a glaring hole, and it just happens to be something that's just like so weird. It's an anomaly. It's something we've never, we don't we can't understand it right now. We don't you know, it's just like it's so weird. No one knows why why it seems so simple as shoot more, or or to, or Ben Simmons being like. I'm going to shoot more. I'm going to work on this part of my game. Or the coach is like, I need you to shoot five fucking threes this game or you're losing five fucking minutes next game of playtime. You know, like, how it seems like it's so simple, but it, but obviously it's not. There's something there's something more to it. And, and part of it could be coddling. Like, you know, maybe, like, they haven't been hard enough on him about, like, his progression in this area, but... That kind of goes back to me where is that necessarily on Ben Simmons? You know, it it or is is it kind of a group effort here? This is a weird it's a weird story. Maybe that's where a new environment comes in. I think a new environment is gonna crush it for him and the Sixers, but that's why I think the Sixers are gonna get the worst of this because Ben Simmons is gonna go off and he's gonna play basketball somewhere else and he's gonna be a good basketball player. And the Sixers aren't gonna get that amount of talent back from what they get for him. We shall see. And so, you at best, I think you're you at best you're the third best team in the East. At yeah. Best. So that's right. if you get a good deal. So all right, me and Tyler both think that uh, Ben Simmons will not be on the Philadelphia 76ers to start the NBA season coming up here uh, in just a matter of weeks. NBA yeah. season's right around the corner, Tyler. Oh yeah, no, they're gonna get it done soon. We're getting right back into the swing of things. So, all right, you got a shout-out before we get out of here? No, I mean, I'm gonna, I'll hop in with yours. So, yeah, I mean, listen, just uh, real quick, this past Sunday, September 19th, was the Sports Kingdom Show's four-year anniversary. So uh, I just wanted to shout-out all of our supporters and listeners who have been there along for the ride on this journey. Uh, this is episode 212. It's uh, It's been a lot of fun putting together a show each week with Tyler and uh, I'm just I'm excited to see where things keep on going for this. 212. Yeah. That's so uh, that's more than one a week. Just about. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, there was plenty of times where we were putting out two episodes a week. We got a batch. We got a bachelor's in podcasting. We're Basically, wor- we're just working on our ten thousand hours over here. Yes, sir. So, all right, with yeah, that, four years, man, lots happened. Yeah, how many retirements have have we seen? Retirements, Hall of Fame classes, rookies, championships, debuts, high schoolers and turned college players, turned pros, tragedies, tragedies. Unfortunately, pandemics. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> Been a ride. The first episode, I think I had the Kansas City Chiefs ranked number one. They were two and zero, and Alex Smith was the quarterback. Jeez. I believe it was week two of the 2017 week season. Week three. Week three. So, okay, yeah, two and a half. Duh. 
yeah, week three of the uh, the 2017, I believe the Chiefs were number one at that point in time, and they were Alex Smith's team at that at that time. The first NBA Finals we covered was a was a Warriors Cavs one, wasn't it? Had to be the first two. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yep. All right. With that, that wraps up episode 212 of the TSK Show for Tyler Pachulki. I am Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar. Thank you for all of your support over the past four years. And if you haven't already, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you decide to listen to the Sports Kingdom show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. Don't forget to follow at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow us at The Duke of Sports and at Tyler Pacholke. We appreciate you all so much for listening to us. Stay tuned for the next episode of the TSK Show. Peace.